Hey everybody, oh. uh, it's me, Will Hart, again. We've been doing a lot of these. Uh, it's been such a great time of connecting with leaders around the world, and this morning, I don't know when you're watching this, it's morning here in Reading, and it's cold, that's why I'm dressed up. Uh, this morning, I have somebody very, very special uh, to my life, but but also to Iris, one of the founders of Iris, one of the one of the leaders at Iris, and a man who has more stories than almost anyone else I'd ever met. Somebody who helped pioneer with Heidi and Roland in the early days was there in the peak of revival. A man, especially if you're watching this on our Iris channel, that probably doesn't need an introduction to most all of you guys watching this. We have uh, Surpresa, or Surprise, you go by both. I like them both. Yeah. Sitole, uh, Iris leader. And uh, yeah, it's so great to have you here, Sapresa. How are you doing? Well, Will, thank you so much. And I just want to say thank you also to the listeners. And this is beautiful. I'm doing great. Come on. Thank you. I know yes, yes. as I was sitting here today, um, I know that you, know, you, you were there on a plane with Rollins, just flying into chaos uh, in the late 90s. You know, a lot of the churches that were planted were you, Heidi and Rollin, getting in the plane, driving for hours into the bush, you know, and, and even now, just to sit here, gosh, all these years later, uh, we're in a studio, we're in an Iris studio. I know that you've had even visions of this for Iris for the years and to see it just play out. Um, I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. When I met you, uh, yeah. I was just a little, a little guy rolling around the world with Randy Clark, and uh, now that we get to run together, I get to run, uh, yeah, together with you. Um, it's such a joy. Um, just to give a little background of Surpresa, and then I'm gonna stop talking. My wife says I talk too much. Um, but just to give a little background, uh, you have an amazing family. You're located in South Africa, where you also yeah. have a base and a team and a church there as well. Uh, you're part of you're part of the groups that have expanded, but um, from the early days, Surpresa, when you were with Heidi and Roland, up until yes. now, what are give me your insight on what God's been doing with Iris all these years? Well, what I can say, what I have learned during during these years, and uh, is just I have learned amazing love the love that you know to expand to another person, the love that you know how to share, not just to... So, yeah. Surpresa, you, you were, before the internet uh, uh, went, went a little funky, you were chatting about, or we were chatting about the early days of you guys hopping on planes, getting in trucks, four-wheeling into the bush, and now, you know, over 80 bases, I would love to hear your perspective on on this journey that the Lord has taken Iris in. And did you see this? Did you did you have an unction that the Lord was going to do this, or is this a surprise to you? Well, some lot of stuff, though I saw it in a vision and in a dream, and uh, we shared that early in '96 and uh, early '97. We've been sharing the dreams that we've been having about this thing. So, and I remember in February 97, when there was a chaos 
uh, that we call it the holy chaos when we were taking the children from Sihango to Boanova, that little church there. And then that time was the time of really chaos. And then we went and I slept with the kids uh, at Boanova, that, that little church. I was sleeping on the bench. And uh, another young man was sleeping on my side, it was Matthias Bubaba. He's a missionary from England at that time. So as we were sleeping there, at night I was hearing this phone call. And this phone call was right on well, this place, Boanova, was way out of the city. So I said, oh, I'm going to attend the phone call. When I stood up, I fell down from the bench. So, oh, Matthias said, what's going on? I said, oh, no, no, nothing. I went back to the bench. I'm sleeping because the kids, they were sleeping there everywhere. And again, I heard the phone call again the second time. I said, oh, I'm going to attend the phone call. I fell down from the bench. So I told Matthias, so, oh, I was just hearing the phone call. That's why I fell. I said, I'm going to. Matthias, forget about the phone call. Because even you can find a phone call, it's not going to be yours. Right. We are far away from the town. And then immediately the revelation came to me and says that this phone call is about the Lord calling you to join this ministry full time forever. So I said, oh, God, I wish you could have told me this long time. I couldn't fall, baby, I could be injured. Then uh, I started giving thanks to God and then so on. Altogether lovely, wonderful. But the love that I experienced in those early days is the love that I saw on my height. Yeah. When we were going to Casa Elephant and to minister there, and then coming back very late, and then the children crying around in the streets of Maputo, and those things that really built me up in an intense way. And coming back forward to 98, when we were going to the north with a truck, Isuzu, and we were driving in the mud, the truck could sink on, and we took one of the kids, Norberto was with us, and me and Papa Roland there. And then from there, as we were going into the bush, we came to a place where there was a pond. The water maybe one kilometer, we left the car then, then we have to walk by foot. That is in the bush. We came to this pond where the road was in between that pond. So the people that was with us, they offered to carry Papa Roland. Say, hey, we want to carry, we want to carry. And then I was translating to Papa Roland, say, Papa Roland, the people said they want to carry you. He said, what? <laughs> yeah, he was on his takes and his short somewhere there. And what I today, which he had built me up, he refused to be carried. He said, I'll walk inside the water with the people to other side. So I said, whoa, this is something new, something strange. Most of the people, special missionaries, when they come here to Mozambique, they could accept to be carried above the water and that. But now this man is not accepting to be carried the offer like this. So you want to walk with us? But that was not a point that touched my heart, was that when we went to other side of that water, 
and the leeches was all over the legs. <laughs> and the leeches are sucking the blood. So, and then he wasn't jumping like everybody jumping around looking for the uh, solution to remove the leeches. He was just putting, pulled down his camera and he's taking picture of those leeches on his leg. And it was beautiful. Everyone was standing there shocking. Say what? He said, no, no, no. This is just to give them a little bit of blood. They won't, they will not finish the whole blood I have. So <laughs> that, <laughs> so doing that and we started church, amazing thing that we are seeing that time, seeing the people getting healed, seeing the people and saw the joy getting into the village. It was so amazing, amazing, amazing. And that had built my faith personally to the level where I am today. So that's why I say, God, this is only ministry that is offering what God is offering. Wow. So, yes, yes, yes. Wow. And so I, I rarely get to ask you this, but I, I'm going to put what? you on the spot. Is that okay? Okay. So with Iris... And the world, you know, it's gone worldwide. Bases are expanding every year. Missionaries are getting sent out. As, a, as one of the fathers in this movement, one of the founders on the team in the ground, where do you see God taking Iris in the future, Supreza? I think uh, this, the way that God is taking the Iris to the future is that rising up sons, rising up leaders, rising up... Um, the people that will carry the baton forward. Mm. I see every nation, I see a lot of young people, especially now we have quite a few young people that are, are quite well educated also, and they're very strong with the greater virtues. We are going somewhere. We didn't reach where God is taking us yet. Yeah. But we are going there. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. Let, let me ask you a question just real quick. I just, I rarely get these conversations with you, but you know, you, you wrote a book and yes. for years I traveled around America and that was the book that I held up first. Uh, it, it was yes. so impact, impacting on my life. I knew you, but to get some of the backstory, your life, yes. it seems to be marked by the miraculous. I mean, the stories of God intervening, visions, dreams, visitations. These have all played a major role in your faith and in your walk. Not that you lean on them for your faith, but but God seems to just interject. And starting from when you were a boy and you heard his yeah. voice and he called you out uh, of your village yeah. um, to, to, yeah, just going around the world in these crazy encounters you know, Supreza, we're talking about a younger generation that's coming up. Uh, as I've grown up in the in our kind of spirit-filled movement, hearing the voice of the Lord, you know, the the late 90s is when I got saved, and then and then seeing that radical push for, you know, pressing in for dreams and visitation. Yes. Uh, this is my opinion, and it's I'm not uh, I'm, I, yeah, this is just my opinion. I see people leaning away from that less. And I feel like in, in this younger generation, they have the heart, they have the drive, but I don't see that, that, that as much of that raw visitation voice, the prophetic, the unction, the, can, can you explain that? Because that happens a lot in your life. Um, yeah. and I feel like a lot of those things have really opened the door 
for you to go where you're going and, and to pioneer. Uh, do, do you feel like it's necessary to have those things uh, to send a generation out? Or or do you feel like a generation, this younger generation, isn't pressing in for that as much? Like, uh, yeah, because when I hear your stories, I want to be just like you. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And it seems like it, baby. Yeah, is that those the miraculous are the evidences, and especially when you are starting with those miracles going on, what we should do actually is that beginning treasuring all the evidences of God. Each time you see, no, this is not natural. This is the divine involvement. The divine was involved. Was involved here. The divine was involved here. The divine was involved. Treasure all those things because as we are growing up, as the young generation is growing up as well, and it will come to a point with too much where you can get easily confused and lost. So, but when you have those evidences of the divine involvement in your life, those evidences build up your faith mm. when the wave of doubt comes, when the waves of struggles comes, when any different waves might come, the waves of sicknesses and the wave of what? You bring up those involvement of divine like a, a might bigger wave that will push away those waves. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so that is what we should teach also the younger generation. This thing that we see day by day, the hand of the divine involvement, let's treasure those things. So, so I, that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. So why do you feel like, and I, this is something that I've always struggled with because I press in yeah. for it. Why do you feel like yeah. that great grace that where the Lord visits, speaks to you, why do you feel like it, it happens in your life over somebody else? Like, is there, do you, do you feel like there's just some, so, it's just the sovereignty of the Lord, it's his grace, or do you feel, yeah, like, why, why you and, and others are out there crying out for it and, and they don't seem yeah. to get the same response? Okay, yeah, I think the level of hunger also has to speak right there. Yeah. Because the Bible speaks, as it says, blessed are those that are hunger and thirsty. So when I go to the service today, I, I, I become drunk in the spirit. And, and so tomorrow when I go to the service as well, I'll be hungry for the hunger that I had when I was drunk in the, in the, in the meeting. So always is that also, oh, can I go to another level today? Another level than the level of yesterday. Yesterday I had this level that I smelled the incense. The, I was so much intoxicated by the power from on high. I was completely overwhelmed. Can I go to another level from there? Can I go from another level? And then I pursue in God, God take me where I was before and take me to another level, take me to another level and immediately sometimes uh, the vision comes. I'm right in the midst of the meeting, the song is getting on, the people are chaos and the cloud everywhere and now I'm completely in another realm of glory. So the next week when I go to the meeting, I'm hungry for that yeah. to, to, yeah. to be taken to another level. Yes, thank uh, you so much. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I want. I have one more question, and then I want to hear from you about what you feel like the Lord's saying in this season. Um, yeah. For me, I, as I, I will never forget meeting you and uh, spending time with you in India. Uh, we we went yeah. with Randy Clark. This was years ago, oh, and friends. Those meetings, those my, times, my life, 
have have marked my life, and not just in in India, but Africa, Pemba. I've I've watched you move with so much power and authority and grace and love, uh, and and I've heard the stories and the testimonies of things that uh, of the miracles that God has done with you and through you that just freak people out. And I don't want to get deep into them because uh, it's all miraculous. This great faith is miraculous. But when when I heard the the response that you had uh, the night that uh, your was it your brother? I I want to make sure I get yeah, this correct. I was my brother, but he was my cousin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I and it's funny because we get that confused. Africa, you know, it's brother. It's your cousin. It doesn't matter. It's all brother. Um, but your cousin, your family, yeah. uh, was 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 killed because of his faith and really tortured. And I had a friend that was there with you when, the night that that took place, our good friend Danny Stain. And mm-hmm. you, your your cousin was was mutilated. And yes. because of preaching yeah. this gospel, and, and Danny sat there, and Danny re, has retold the story to me as you got yeah. the news, and then, and, and of course, mourned. Uh, but got up and said, "Okay, let's go, Danny. We have we have church tonight," and and Danny said, "What are you talking about? You gotta we gotta like no like you have to be here." And you said, "No, we're gonna preach this gospel, and we're gonna we're gonna celebrate his life." And uh, not that long after that, you actually went back out to that village. Is this correct? Yeah, two weeks after that. And, yes. And so all the miracles, which I love, but you, but that response, that deep mark of the Lord, that deep intimacy that you carry with the Lord, it, it blows me away. Most people just, they would just fall back. Um, can, do you mind just sharing a little bit about that story? Well, yeah, it's painful though to remember that story, but uh, let me just share it a little bit. In a brief was um, somewhere back, Dan was here and then he came with the team and, and so on. But that night, something supernatural had happened. What happened is that that night, early in the morning, or that night that he was killed, the whole my body was painful, and the pain that someone had cut me with a knife and then put salt, the whole body. And I was asking to my wife, Mm-mm. but the pain that I'm feeling is not normal. I've never felt this pain. So, but the next day when I got that phone call and we were just out and Danny was here and then so on. And then when I received that phone call, I knew immediately that that was the pain I was feeling. I was sharing his pain that, that night. So, and then it was something new. I've never, uh, I've never not, I uh, never knew that we can share the pain of someone in the spirit. So, and then I said, oh, this is the pain that I was feeling last night. So, and then I told uh, Danny, I said, okay, Danny, this is what had happened. Uh, my brother was killed last night. But which previous month he told me, he called me. He said, I got a threat almost two times. Hmm. I got a threat. I was uh, downtown. I was preaching there, but two guys approached me. And then they say, I have to stop preaching because when I continue preaching, I will see something. So he continued, but he told me the news. And then later on, 
those guys reached to his house. And then they found the kids, and the kids was not there. They found his wife is there. And then they left the notice, said, tell your husband, he must stop preaching. When he continue, we're going to see. And then they called me that night. They said, there is these guys, and these guys are pursuing me. I don't know for what reason and why. I said, okay, you have to continue because what you are doing is for God. You continue mm-hmm. preaching. Great, he continued preaching, and then that night they found him at a place when, where they killed him and cut him and chopped him off all the body. They put there his jacket on top and his Bible on top and leave him like that. So the next day, and then the people, they just coming, going to the wake because this is a downtown in Beira. So, and then they found him there, and then some of the people, they recognized the face and so on, and then is when they called me. So that I said, okay, no, if it's like that, no problem, we keep on what we are doing, because God is in this. Great. What happened is that two weeks later, I went to there, and then we organized our youth from Dondu. We got our youth from Dondu, and then we got a truck from Dondu, equipment and everything. We went there to that area. And then when we went to that area, we started preaching in that area. Whoa, there was a lot of people. And my wife was singing about the blood of Jesus, never lose the power. And then I stood up and I was started preaching. While I was preaching, there was in the crowd, maybe around, we didn't even number, maybe around 4,000 or some wow. people like that wow. that came, yeah. The whole crowd, the people started crying like something, like my brother just died now, but he was dead uh, two weeks and so on. And the whole crowd started crying. The Spirit of God came in intense way. I said, no, I want to preach anymore. Everyone that want to receive Jesus. And there was a lot of people, maybe around 2,000 people wow. that came and gave their life to Jesus. It was powerful. Wow. It was really, really powerful, yeah. And then we stayed a few more days. We came back. Wow. Well, uh, yes, Surpresa, you know, th- that that story, um, it just it, it it shakes me. And I, and everybody that's listening, I think, um, yeah. you know, so often we lower our standard uh, in our own hearts for what the Lord can can do in our lives and use us. And and what I love about Supraza is I've been around you, your family, your wife, you're a, you're an amazing husband, you're an amazing father. And, and you love to just pour out everything uh, on, onto the altar and, and onto the feet of Jesus. And it's moments like that, that, uh, that you get to see the true heart. It's not just about, about the crazy miracles. It's not just about a move of the Lord. It's about, your radical passion for Jesus and love for him and willing to give your life and the great fruit that you've seen from that. I, I'm blown away. I love you, man. Uh, I, yeah, it, it blows me away. So much. Yeah. Surpresa. Um, yes. You know, we're still in the middle of this COVID thing here in the States. It seems things seem to be shifting. Right. But, uh, it, this is a global, this is a global, um, pandemic. And yeah. I, I would, I know that the Lord's been speaking something to you. I, I want to ask yeah. one quick question. Go Did, ahead. It, it, in, in the movement, I haven't heard too many prophets uh, yeah. that that the Lord gave 
foreknowledge too, or there was a clear word. I know there's there's some stuff out there, but this is this affected the whole planet. And yes. I didn't hear a clear call from the prophetic voices, and that's not a knock. I'm I you know that's not a that's not that's not saying it's bad, but as you've pressed in with the Lord, you know, of course, leaning into what are you doing in this season? Did you get any sense of why there wasn't a more of a, a clear prophetic uh, warning, maybe? You mean before then? Yeah, before this whole thing happened. Yeah. Well, uh, well, to my son is nine years old now. He had a dream last year, and then he said that Jesus appeared to him and he says something, but it's not going to be good. Something horrible is coming. Just be prepared. Hmm. And then, so, me, I told my wife and my father-in-law was here, and we share about that. So we couldn't get any picture with a clear picture. So when it came, we thought, oh, this is that warning that we've been already been told hmm. that something horrible is coming. And then we say, okay, if it's like that, it's not a problem. It brought us to a level of not being worried. Yeah. Yeah, not being worried because he is in charge. Our mm. papa is in charge. Yeah. So when your papa is in charge, so what to worry about? You can worry if you don't have a papa <laughs> and the one that will be next to you. So our papa, he is the doctor. Our papa, he is the... Uh, he's a judge. Our papa is the lawgiver. Our papa is always with us. So what I'm sensing, I'm sensing that the sons should be strong. Mm. Yes, that T is what I'm sensing. Talk about that. You know, so after this has happened and I know that you're speaking all over the place, you're, you know, you're, people are calling on you. What do you feel like the Lord is saying, and if you want to expand on, you know, the sons or whatever, like, what do you feel like the Lord is saying uh, globally uh, right now? What the Lord is saying, he wants his name to be great. He wants the people to know him. This is a, really a season for the people to know him. Once we come to know him and to know his ways and to have the personal relationship with him, so then we can be at a liberty. Hmm. Come on. Yeah. Yes. I, I, uh, I, I'm not, uh, I, every so often I prophesy, I'm definitely not a prophet, but as, as I have been just processing this, I had a, maybe this is my own soul, but I, I had this moment and I'll definitely take this from my perspective of being in the U S right. Um, yeah. there was a, there was a rush on supermarkets. There was a rush on, you know, you know, getting security in the natural, which I understand that I, you know, I understand people doing that. But as we entered in, I, a lot of the questions that I was hearing from people was like, am I going to be alive? Am I going to die? Am I going to have food? Am I not going to have food? Am I going to have money? Are my parents going to be alive? And maybe this is just the missionary side of me. Uh, okay. But I, I realized that all of those things that people were saying is stuff that we hear from people every day uh, yeah. with the poor. This is like, honestly, that's the way that the poor live daily. Am I going to live? Are my children going to live? Am I going to have food? I don't know when money's coming. And and I, I 
I am not discrediting anything that's happened. My heart breaks for all those who are suffered. I've had personal, yeah. I've had friends that have that have gotten uh, sick, and uh, I've ministered at churches that have lost people. But my mm-hmm. prayer, my one little prayer, is that the yeah. body will remember that that at least the Western Church will remember that tension they felt like. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and realize that that's the cry of the poor around the globe on a daily basis. And uh, and as we come out of this, to to remember that feeling and go and give their lives away for the poor, the sick, the needy, and the broken, because there are people that live in that tension uh, every day of their life uh, with no government support, with no uh, yeah yeah. So my prayer is that is that the church gets the heart of the poor in this season. It's just one of the prayers. Um, fantastic. Supreza, anything else that you're, that you're feeling or uh, any way that people can get in touch with you? I know uh, I've taken a chunk of your time already. <laughs> yeah, you can get in touch with me on through my cell phone or email you have my email yeah you don't want to give your cell phone out on this surprise trust me trust me brother (laughs) even even right now i'm switching off my cell phone at night so it's getting intense so much (laughs) well let me let me say this i'm not giving out your cell phone but i i will say listen grab a hold of surprise's book voice in the night it is voice in the night spec spectacular and you just you can get it on amazon i don't know if you have a website or i, I yeah do you have any of those things no, you'd like to share amazon is, amazon is better yeah amazon is better okay yes. uh but yeah honestly like for me i i love the story and you are a fantastic storyteller um Thank you know you so, so much, it, it's yeah. a it's a beautiful read it's an easy read but it's a it's an amazing story of his grace and redemption and and rescue and then, as well. And so I want to encourage all of you watching, go grab it, find it. And uh, yeah, and follow Supreza uh, as he's running around the world, at least right now on Zoom. Um, you are all over the place. The last time I saw you, you were speaking uh, Hebrew. You're like, I've learned Hebrew. And yeah, you're just like this crazy on fire man that yeah. nobody can, I can never, uh, uh, I can never imagine what you're going to do next. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to encourage you. everybody thank to follow you. you around and, uh, thank you. yeah. So praise, um, give your amazing wife a hug from me and, and your thank kids you. and, uh, please let's stay in touch. I hope, uh, I can okay. get you back on again some other time and, and uh, I love you and I'm great. so grateful yes. for thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. Uh, have you. a great day. And enjoy the coffee and so on. We are going to sleep now. <laughs> I got breakfast here. Look at it. I'm getting healthier. Blueberries and yogurt. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I love you, man. Thank so, you. listen. Thank you, everybody, for watching this. Uh, this has uh, just been a, an amazing time with our friend and leader, Surpresa Satole. Uh, or you can call him Surprise. I, I like both. Um, right. that, and yeah, and I know this is blessed you. Share it. Uh, Send this to somebody if you think that they need it. And uh, we love you guys. And we will catch you on the next uh, global, Iris Global Green Room Quarantine Edition. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Thank you so much. Bless you, Supreza.